Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Coping Season, a podcast for those of us trying to get by, trying to get better. I'm your host, Andy Cochran. Today is Saturday, April 4th, and for the past week, we have seen the number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. go up to over 277,000, and that's scary. Uh, I posted on the Facebook page this week, and if you hadn't had a chance to go ahead and like us, please do. That helps with our visibility. Anyway, so I posted asking about how people were coping with being at home for the past 10 days or two weeks or however long you've been sheltering in place. And I heard that people are adjusting to the work from home routine, memorizing movie quotes, taking care of chores, and generally spending a lot of time on the internet. Cool, Uh, me too. But like I said, this is scary. Last week on the New York Times podcast, The Daily, health and science reporter Donald McNeil had this to say about the spread of the virus. You know, some people have said this is like a war and it's as if your army has been marching forward and the enemy has been shooting at you for two to three weeks now and nobody has yet looked down to see whether or not they're bleeding. Mm. But very soon, we will see how many people have been hit. The future is unknown. That interview was from last week, and so now we're starting to see the effects of an overburdened healthcare system. And this next week and the week after might be worse. And that's just sort of the existential anxiety of the overall picture. Not just our day-to-day, how we are living in our own lives. And at this point, I think it's safe to say that we're all getting a little stir-crazy. And that's very normal, particularly those of us that are living in small square footage apartments. It got me thinking, how might this relate to our overall sense of coping? The Harvard Business Review published an article last week that really relates to this current crisis with what we're trying to do with this podcast. The article is titled, That Discomfort You're Feeling is Grief. And in it is an interview with the author, David Kessler. He's co-authored books on loss and grieving with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I'll have some links to their work uh, as well uh, on the Facebook page. Kessler also founded the website grief.com. I'll throw that up to the Facebook page as well and gave some interesting insight to what we're all dealing with right now, given the crisis. He calls the unsettling restlessness and uncertainty that we're all feeling through this pandemic anticipatory grief. It's pretty self-explanatory, but anticipatory grief is that feeling when you get uh, when the future is uncertain. It's anxiety. And a lot of time, it's when you picture the worst possible scenario. And I was reading this article and I thought to myself, that's exactly how I've been feeling about my mom for years. My mom's death was something that I couldn't control. And all I wanted to know was when it was going to happen so I could prepare myself and have the closure I'd need to move on. Obviously, life doesn't work like that. Those of us who have uh, 
dealt with the loss of someone close to you know the truth that even when it is expected, it's always unexpected. You don't know how you will process that loss until you take the steps to get ahead of your pain, to recognize what you're feeling and to deal with it. I called up my friend Megan, who is a therapist and mental health professional, to ask her about anticipatory grief and ways to deal with the pain, because for me, I felt like I needed to put my life on hold so that I could prepare for what was coming. So I asked her about some coping skills to deal with the feeling that I call life paralysis before dealing with loss. One thing that I try to do in my practice is talk about mindfulness a lot. Um, I give people little assignments on trying to be mindful and um, just researching about mindfulness. One of my favorites is just thinking about your five senses. Okay, so the other day I was doing a group and I do a mindfulness every group that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were all kind of, I had everyone go outside. And it was a super nice day. And so I just had people think about their five senses and notice things that they saw, notice things that they heard while they were outside, notice things that they could even feel. You know, you're not going to taste anything outside necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and it was it was a really cool experience. You know, you just, a lot of times we sit outside and we just, you know, you're not, not necessarily thinking about things on purpose. Um, and so when I was sitting outside, you know, I noticed um, how the trees were budding and we have um, a few flowers coming up and, you know, just things like that, that normally I might not appreciate unless I was purposely paying attention to it. Mindfulness is a term you hear a lot these days, but let's be real, my mind is full of a lot of things, especially when we've been bombarded with a news cycle more in the past five years than I can remember in a lifetime. What she's talking about is not trying to fill up your mind with thoughts, but to slow down and to recognize them. That way, you can start to recognize the emotions of anxiety before they creep up and have a stranglehold on you. yeah check in with their feelings but then on to kind of take it a step further and ask people where they're feeling that feeling you know so sometimes okay. people feel anxiety maybe in their head you know they have mm-hmm. a headache or in their chest like their chest feels tight or you know whatever it is and you know there's one client I was thinking of and she deals with a lot of grief and she, she talks a lot about her chest being tight yeah so, yeah Megan's technique of being mindful of your feelings and where they reside is a well-practiced coping skill. I found a few apps that I'll include with this episode if you're interested in working on emotional check-ins and trying to recognize your emotions. Overall, what these techniques can help you to do if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious is to take a step towards making meaning. Kessler, the guy from the Harvard Business Review article I mentioned earlier, has written a book about the stages of grief, adding a sixth and final stage, making meaning. By making meaning, you can find closure to the things in life that stop you in your tracks. It ultimately helps you to stop dancing around the things that give you worry. 
and take a step right through them. Megan's last advice to me was make sure that you just talk to someone about it. Verbalizing your emotions is one of the best ways to recognize and understand them. And it doesn't even have to be a mental health professional. This can just be someone that you're close to, family or friends. So this week I will be launching our Instagram handle and I will be talking about my emotions every day. I'll share some apps that I'm using to help me cope and I'll invite you to share yours as well. Thank you so much for listening. As I'd mentioned, I'd like this podcast to have a lot of input from listeners. So please leave comments and send messages on the Facebook page. Um, Like I mentioned, I started the Instagram handle as well. So go ahead and check that out. Um, And finally, if you'd like to send some emails, you can definitely do that too. We're at copingseason at gmail.com. That's C-O-P-I-N-G-S-Z-N at gmail.com. Coping Season is created and produced by me, Andy Cochran. The intro and outro music was composed by me, and all the content was self-made. Special thanks to our guest, Megan Wallace, and I will see you guys next time. Take care.